It's your Locked On Flyers podcast for Thursday, July 14th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is thinking it's kind of fortuitous that it's Bastille Day today because I feel like Flyers fans are ready to storm the castle. This is a day Flyers fans will remember, that's for sure. We'll be talking free agency coming up now. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. You can find Russ Cohen here on Twitter at Sportsology. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. You can follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Flyers. That's where you'll keep up to date on all of our episodes and Flyers news. You can also email us at LockdownFlyers at gmail.com. The big topic today, of course, is free agency and what did and did not happen with the Flyers and what Chuck Fletcher had to say about it. We'll, we'll get into that real quick and then we will profile one of our new draft picks alex bump locked on flyers is free and available on apple Podcasts, spotify odyssey wherever you are listening right now so subscribe you'll get all of our episodes here on the locked on podcast network all right before we get into the how and why of it all just a quick rundown on the flyers activities yesterday in free agency two kind of whimperish signings we got nick delorier who is kind of just a grunt fourth liner player for four years at 1.75 million per year 16 goals and 10 assists total in the last three years from Nick. Uh, Justin Braun is back, though, for a year at $1.75 million. Probably a brighter part of the day than the Delorier <laughs> signing. Then we got a few minor league deals that are two-way contracts. Kevin Connaughton has re-signed, which I think is a good thing for the Phantoms. I Cooper predicted, Mar- hold on, hold on. Yeah. I predicted he would be back. And don't say he's just for the Phantoms. I think you're selling tort short there. But go ahead. Well, <laughs> Cooper Marity is back in the Flyers system. He was a 2015 draft pick, had been with the Oilers. They signed him. Adam Brooks, who's 26. Uh, he's a center, was a 2016 Leafs pick. And... Um, has been around with the Habs, Golden Knights, and the Jets. That's a two-way, two-year deal. We have another backup goaltender uh, contender with Troy Grosnick, who uh, has played with the Providence Bruins last season, and a pretty good season at that, a 9.33 save percentage and a 2.00 goals against average in 30 games. And finally, uh, Louis Belpedio, a defenseman who was with the Laval Rocket, uh, was a Minnesota Wild draft pick, of course. But I I think that uh, there's so much in so little, right, Russ? Yeah, I mean, I really was, like, dumbfounded and actually yelling that they gave four years to Delorier. Like, it just made no sense. Let me tell you, there were plenty of objects that I was considering throwing off my balcony. (laughs) Like four years. Like, it's just, 
like what to keep the AAV down for Nick Deloria? You guys been making a million a year. Yeah, and we'll get into you know everything that Chuck Fletcher talked about in his press conference. But one of the things he said was that there was competition for him, <laughs> and that's what led to the term. And I was like, "What bridge are you trying to sell us, Chuck?" Because that is absolute insanity. If there's competition for Nick Delorier, then let the competition get him. There are other guys like this. I get it. Delorier will protect the youngsters great and i guess zach McEwen will watch him while he protects the youngsters well that's the thing that is so infuriating and confusing honestly because he was asked directly why sign a guy like that when you have zach McEwen and rasmus ristolainen on your roster ostensibly to do some of that enforcement work that you like to get bigger and stronger and harder to play against. And he's like, I'm creating competition for Zach McEwen. You don't need competition for your fourth line plug. You just don't. That is not a thing that the modern NHL does. Again, Torch will do some unconventional things. Don't be shocked if like Delorier is on the power play in front of the net or something like that, because he's big and tough and he's going to cause trouble in the crew. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. just, I'm expecting all of it. I don't hate them bringing Justin Braun back. No, that's fine. It's totally fine. He does a good job with whatever they ask him to do. And, uh, you know, I think that it was a little concerning when Chuck Fletcher suggested that Tony D'Angelo was definitely the top pairing defenseman in this equation. Oh, he didn't suggest it. He said he's a top four guy. There's no way around it. Yeah, that, uh, again is not something that you want to hear given the defensive struggles that he has, which forces Provorov into the defensive role in that pairing, uh, which we talked about pretty extensively uh, over the last week or so. And, you know, I I don't think it's impossible that it could work, but I just, I, I don't see it given the kind of player that Provorov is and wants to be and will put himself out there as, and I just don't see him getting along with Tony D'Angelo. It, it won't so work that's over the course problem. of a season. It's, it's yeah. not, it may work initially. It's not going to work over the course of the season. They're going to have to mix that Ron's up. Ron's going to go back up to that top pairing in like six weeks. That is my prediction. Yeah. Something like that. Even though we know it's, it's a lot for him or, you know, but listen, Nick Seeler will be happy that Braun is, his uh pairing mate. Perhaps if it is. Nick perhaps Taylor. now it's a perhaps see that. No, it's That's a perhaps because Chuck Fletcher seems to think that, you know, Cam York and Ronnie Adderd are, are going to compete for the spots. I know, spots. they're competing. But look, I'll say it like this. Ronnie Adderd should not be seeing the NHL to start the season, no matter what. It's nothing against Ronnie. Watching him, I think he's making strides. He's not there. Cam York might be there. But the problem is, if Cam York's on the third pairing, you'd rather him down in Lehigh and be the man. That's really where you're at here. Yeah, I, I think so. But I, I just think that there were so many things that came out of Chuck Fletcher's mouth that I did know. not ring true. And you could see him just physically collapsed. You could see him trying to convince himself of what he was saying there. Mm-hmm. And it just wasn't working. It wasn't working on himself. It wasn't working on the media that were asking pointed questions. I would say... Uh, Charlie O'Connor specifically asked some really good direct questions. I mean, it was a mishmash. This team is a mishmash. Yeah, it really is. But 
I just don't think he's convincing anybody. And I, I think that to say that this team has taken a step forward in this offseason thus far is disingenuous at best. No, I mean, look, they've taken a step forward, but they're still a bad team. Like they have more of a power play with D'Angelo than they started with, but it doesn't mean much. They're not going to, you know, they'll defend better because Torts is there and they'll score less. So like, you know, however you want to make of that, JVR is going to be on the team now. Like that's, you know, that's the other Mm -hmm. cold hearted reality. Give JVR's um, agent all the credit. I mean, he made it impossible for Chuck to get rid of him. It seems like it. And you know, he, he was asked, uh, Chuck Fletcher was asked in several different ways about utilizing first round picks to try and clear cap space when um, it was very obvious that Johnny Goudreau wanted to play for the Flyers. They did not do anything to support that. And Chuck Fletcher basically backpedaling from this aggressive retool into stabilizing language and basically said, oh, Johnny Goudreau wasn't even on the table at all, which is a bold face lie, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, what I was more intrigued with was when he brought up the analytics department about, you know, what the uh, comparables are. And there are some hard percentages that are generally fair as far as second round picks, third round picks for what are they going to chances of making the NHL, but you still have to also weight that against the draft that they're in. And I'm kind of wondering, like, did they do that already for 2023 without even seeing the season? No, they're going with just those hardened percentages. And that's where, you know, I have a problem, especially when you go 24, 25, don't tell me you've looked at that draft and have weighted it accordingly, maybe, you know, made some tweaks. No, they're just going with the hardened percentages. But as we all know, those percentages are pretty good, but there's going to be drafts where more guys make it and play more than 200 games and fewer guys. And you've got to be on the right side of that too when you make Mm -hmm. these decisions. I mean, absolutely. I think that's all important to consider. It just... And no offense to the analytics department, but they're not looking at all of these drafts and all of these players. They're not. It's a combined effort. It's not just on the analytics department. I just think that, you know, where I'm coming from is that all of the things that Chuck Fletcher and Brent Flair have been talking about for the last six months didn't align with what they have done in the right. past couple of weeks. That is the disconnect that I think, you know, I'm certainly upset about. I think a lot of Flyers fans are upset about. And I think that that's where the problem is. People can stand having a bad team if you tell them why it's going to be bad and have a clear plan. They haven't aligned their actions with what they're telling people their plans are. So it makes them look like they really didn't have a plan. And again, I don't want to parse too many words, but when you use the word stabilize, to me, stabilizes. wow, I felt really shaky. I almost fell down. Or, hey, I broke a leg, but now it's stabilized with this cast or, you know, big bar um, that's in my leg Mm -hmm. now. It's not a really positive word. No, it is not at all. All right. We're going to talk more about what Chuck Fletcher had to say. We're going to talk more about free agency in general uh, around the league coming up next. But first, we're going to hear about Athletic Greens. I want to take a moment to talk to you about Athletic Greens. I started using Athletic Greens because I wanted to better gut health, more energy, optimized immune system, 
and hated taking pills and vitamins. And I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole forced food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. Athletic Greens contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything, while still tasting good. Athletic Greens supports better sleep quality and recovery. It also supports mental clarity and alertness. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop of in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is get, going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right. I want to talk a little bit more about what Chuck Fletcher had to say. And uh, one of the things that he was asked about was how he or will he use LTIR for Ryan Ellis? And he was kind of using that as an excuse to say there was uncertainty around it in terms of when he might be ready, which is fair. I think there is uncertainty, but it also seems like he was planning directly to not have him at all based on the re-signing of Justin Braun, I think, as a third pairing defenseman there. Because if Ellis is around, there really isn't a good spot for him. So, Well, add up the cap hit. The cap hit with mm-hmm. Braun and, and D'Angelo is pretty much Ryan Ellis. It's a little more. It is. It is. So... My supposition is I think he is going to use that LTIR, but what do you think? Yeah, he will. Day one, you know, when the season starts, when he's allowed to use it, he'll use it. I think the other thing in terms of, you know, lacking enthusiasm, let's say, for his own club, uh, when asked directly about an elevator pitch to fans about what to look forward to, and a timeline for contention. Um, He said, we'll find out this season. We'll get young players in and see what we have. Can players bounce back? Can players take a step forward? There was so little, I think, confidence in what he was saying at the time based on, again, his body language and his tone that he just doesn't have a good answer for that question about what Flyers fans should be excited about. No, I, and to be fair, it's not really GM's job. If I were him, I would have been like, you know, I'm going to leave that one up to the marketing department. No joke. That's what I would mm-hmm. have done because I think like what you said, it just muddied things up worse. And he'd have just been better, you know, doing giving that answer. Yeah. And, uh, you know, getting tougher to play against is his mantra. Yes. I, They'll I be think tougher, it's... Rachel. They will. If you can't beat them, you beat them. Claude Giroux agreed to a three-year deal with the Ottawa Senators, $6.5 million on the cap. I think that's a pretty good deal for Ottawa, honestly. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of an overpay, but it's 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 good in what they're getting in him. 
So they have the cap space. The I'm term is for, good too. Yeah, the term is good. I'm happy for Giroux. Uh, I heard Florida was going to try, but maybe they didn't have the funds to try. So, hey, you know, he'll do his best with Ottawa. Maybe by the second year, they can start really making a playoff push. They're definitely better now. So we'll see. We will. And Oscar Limblom found a new home in San Jose with the Sharks. A two-year deal for $2.5 million per, which I think is about right. No, it's good. And and actually, and then he gets 500 for the for the buyout each year or two, right? So I'm I'm happy for Oscar. There's some good people over in San Jose that I know. I, I think this is really good. San Jose knows mm-hmm. um when they when they are getting a value. And again, we could talk about this all day that at 26 it was the best time to buy Oscar out, but I'm not sure the buyout made the flyers much better. So I think there may be Maybe it'd been a different way they could have gone about all this, but they didn't. So, so he gets a fresh start out yes. west, which I, I again I think will be really good for him. If the Flyers had to do this, I'm I'm glad he's getting a good opportunity in San Jose. Uh, one of our other old pals, Nick Abe Kubel, signed a one year deal with Toronto for a million and. Yeah, for a depth forward, he just won a cup, uh, damaged the Stanley Cup. He was the first uh, to now, damage it. And uh, now gets a, a deal in Toronto. I, I think that's good for, for both sides. I think he's a good complement to what Toronto has. It is good for both sides. And, you know, if he has any kind of year, it always ups your value if you do it in Toronto. So there were some other guys that we had talked about as potential targets for the Flyers if they were going to do something of significance uh, other than one of the top guys like Gaudreau or like Nazem Kadri, who like wasn't even really on the table for the Flyers. Um, Evgeny Malkin, after all that drama, went back to the pens. Yeah, I'm not all. shocked. I'm not shocked. I, yeah. I, think I even said on the show after Hextall talked at the uh, – at the draft, I felt like he was sort of going to get it done. I was getting caught up in a little of the drama, too, but I never tweeted, oh, he's gone or it's over. I never felt that way. I just wanted the fun of him going somewhere else. But I know. Like, I knew he know. wasn't coming to Philly. I knew that much. Oh, yeah. I mean, it would have been fun, but. Yes. Vincent Trocek to the New York Rangers. This was a whopper of a deal. Seven years. Yep on that contract 5.625 million so like the cap hit isn't horrible it's the term that's the problem yeah the term may bite him at some point but he's good on faceoffs. he can score and and be a playmaker he's got a little bit of toughness he's better than ryan strom so they actually upgraded um i actually think what they paid him what they paid andrew cup if we don't worry about the term it's a uh, you know it's probably better they have trocek over cop well cop went to detroit uh, in a similar deal, but two less years. So same right. cap hit, but five years, which, right. uh, you know, I think makes sense for Detroit. It's not it a massive commitment, but they get a solid player who's, like you said, just kind of a step below Trocheck, which is yeah. kind of why I thought the Flyers could potentially go after him because he was just like, just under that um, more significant level. Uh, I mean, the Flyers couldn't even afford Frank for Toronto. Like, that's the reality. No, and he signed with Anaheim for a a three-year deal, $3.65 million. And man, like, uh, that kind of hurts because I feel like the Flyers could have done that. It would have been great with Torts, I could tell you. Mm -hmm. Again, here's the thing. 
the cap is no joke. You could only sidestep it for so long. You you know, we saw that Max Patch already was given away for a song. Um, right. Carolina, Literally future considerations. Yeah, Carolina got him. I mean, so even though there was this hope that the Flyers could could get some cap magic going, now that you know that they can't, and if you want to blame Chuck, that's fine, because part of it is on bad planning, no question. Um, you know, guess what? I mean, that's where they're in, and why are they in that spot is because of the current regime. Like, that's that's on them. They can't blame the cap space on anybody but them. If they want to blame the JVR contract, that's fine, but there's plenty of other things that they uh, did not do a good job of. Uh, were there any other deals that stood out to you? Uh, you know, the Victor Olofsson, I didn't like. Two years, like 4.75 per year for the Sabres. He had, I believe he had 20 goals. He is one of their power play guys, but now he's starting to score a little bit on five on five too. And mm-hmm. he's like proven himself and they're afraid to give out term. Like ever since the Jeff Skinner contract, it's like, oh no, no, we're not giving anybody term. But you know what? He's a guy you should give term because if he has another 20, 25 goal a year in the next two years, like those are his two years, 20 and 25, you might not be able to afford him after that. Cause he might just say, eh, you know, now I want 7 million a year. That's kind of baffling. I think speaking of term, the blues were kind of off kilter to me. Robert Thomas, eight year deal for 8.125. I mean, he's good, but I support it. If you go and look at him, um, he's getting better every year. He's 23. For one thing, he's 23. So they're betting on some future success here instead of paying for past success. Uh, On one of my shows, they gave me an argument because I said he's already getting better on faceoffs. He's 49%. They're like, well, that's under 50%. But I'm just telling you, Vince Detroitchek at 56 is 54 and 56 were like his last two years. That's pretty good in this league. There's no like 75% faceoff guys anymore. Those guys don't exist. So Thomas gets points, goals. He's got a little toughness. He does a lot of little things for them. So I I support that signing. Well, speaking of which, uh, breaking news as we are recording, but Johnny Goudreau is going to the Columbus Blue Jackets. They were the last minute surprise team. I had yes. just texted somebody. Um, congratulations to Yarmo. Yarmo kind of hangs in the weeds. He's kind of like a Bond agent. He looks like one, uh, like a Bond villain. He looks like one. You know what? Good job by him because they're quietly building a really good team. And again, this is what should worry Flyers fans. How yeah. low, close to the bottom are they in the Metro now? They might be the bottom. They very well might be. And, uh, you know, they're getting Juracek when the Flyers passed on him, I think was huge for them as well. So uh, I honestly, I love it for them. And yeah, Juracek was brilliant for them. Brilliant. Yeah, so I, I think they're making some really good moves. Um, seven years, uh, just shy of ten million a year. That's, that's a lot of that's dough. A win. That's a win, though. Yeah. I mean, they need yeah. that in Columbus. They need excitement. Maybe Line A stays now, right? Like you start looking at that. I don't know if this is Line A's money that they're paying Johnny Goudreau, it but it may incentivize Line A to take a little less money to play with Goudreau. So. Yep. We'll see how all of that plays out. But yeah, kind of a wild day of free agency and capped off with that yesterday. 
Uh, we're going to try and cleanse our palace to talk about the future of the Philadelphia Flyers. Always and, good to talk future. And uh, Alex Bump, who was one of our draft picks this year. But first, I want to talk to you about Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar Puffs. Yes, the Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar is now in Puffs form and it's all the flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness, but it's also good for you. It's low calorie, low sugar, high protein, but all delicious. It's the perfect treat when you've got a craving, you have to satisfy your sweet tooth, or you just want a healthy snack. And all Built Bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently, provides a ton of health benefits as well. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. But they're only here for a limited time. So go to Built.com now to make sure you don't miss out. Delicious coconut, rich, sweet brownie, and creamy marshmallow. Get to Built.com to order your box of Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Puffs right now. And use the promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. Okay, Russ, Alex Bump. So he was from Minnesota, of course, Mm -hmm. one of the proud, the many, uh, drafted pretty much out of high school uh, from Prior Lake, but did play a little bit in the USHL for the Omaha Lancers. And in 27 games played, 11 goals, 6 assists for 17 points there. Uh, on our draft recap show, we did talk about he had an insane amount of points in high school, but you got to take that with a grain of salt because it's high school hockey and you never know what the competition is like. And kids like this, especially in Minnesota, tend to thrive like that. And he is going to the University of Vermont in the fall. Um, He views himself as an offensively oriented player uh, and models his game after Philip Forsberg. I know you don't like NHL comparables. Well, I'm going to even tell him it's great to shoot high, but you know. Yeah. So you've gotten to see him a little bit at dev camp so far. What are your thoughts on what he's done? Yeah. Between dev camp and watching um, a lot of his work in the USHL. So first I'll give you some stats. Like he was 57% on faceoffs. That's good. So that's, you know, he's good at that. Even for the ones he's taking, because he's a left wing, really um, 45% on puck battles. Not bad. Um, 17 minutes of ice time, which is good. Mm-hmm. That's a good amount of ice time for a forward. We talked about the one move that he had sort of in high school that didn't work as he moved up. He would try to walk around some guys, uh, couldn't do it. So that'll that'll change. And then when you see him in dev camp, you know, his, his speed's pretty good. He has some moxie to him. He um, His shot's good. So you get like a, you know, a raw feeling like, hey, like this guy was averaging like six shots a game where he was and his hits were down a little bit, but I think in college they'll go back up. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're looking at a, you know, probably a third line guy at best. And what they pick him in the right. fourth round, you know, that's, that's what you're hoping for. So there's definitely a little something here. His defense needs work. His skating will need more work, you know, as he moves up. But right now in camp, he doesn't look bad at all. That's good to hear that, you know, sometimes you can just tell when some of these kids 
don't stack up or they look a little out of place. They're a mm. step behind in drills um, or they they just don't really understand what's being asked of them. But if he's kind of matching what everybody else is doing out there to a certain degree um, and he has that confidence, I, I think that that is really good. And while, again, Vermont is not an elite program anymore, I do think college hockey will help. It'll shelter him a little bit, but give him room to do the work that he needs to do. And I think for you know a lower round draft pick, that's a good thing in the long run. Yeah, it is a good thing. And this is a guy that you leave in college three to four years. You know, mm -hmm. three is ideal, so you don't lose him. You bring him out then. You see what you have then. But, you know, he, he's, he's six foot 195 right now. He'll probably play around 200. I think everything is there that gives him the ability to be an NHLer, and we'll see. That brings us to our Flyers fun thing, which is an Alex Bump highlight reel. He had five goals in a single game in the <laughs> Minnesota High School Hockey State quarterfinals, um, including a pure hat trick. So that's pretty fun. It was probably a good day for him. So I uh, thought we would highlight uh, that excellent moment for Alex Bump on our show. Link to that is in the show notes. He, he's a really sweet kid, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, again, those Minnesota high school games are not easy Absolutely games. bonkers. <laughs> yeah, that, that's crazy with the crowd and everything. You know, the guys love playing there, and the fans love it. All right, we will be talking more about how free agency went overall, more dev camp reports coming up on tomorrow's show. We're going to talk a little bit more about Chuck Fletcher's plan and execution of that plan as well to see kind of where are we at at this moment, which, you know, we could put together a, times. a line chart if you want. Oh, yeah, that's that's a good thing to do over the next little bit as well. That'll do it for today's show. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. So send in your questions that you would ask Chuck Fletcher. You can send them to us on Twitter at LockedOnFlyers. You can email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. You can comment over on YouTube as well. I am Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. -I'm, I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. You made us your first listen today. Now make your next listen Locked On NHL. Our experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. You can stay up to date on everything going on in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. Thanks again for listening and have a great day.